This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Okay, we're actually doing this today, and we apologize. We really you do. should apologize. What, did you pour a coffee on the board? No. Or? Listen, um, I found out, by the way, a little bit more insight into what happened technically. So here's the thing. We didn't have a podcast yesterday, and if you just subscribe to our podcast and you don't listen to our FM morning show, what happened was yesterday, we also had to cut our morning show short. So when... It, it, 9 a.m. on the dot almost hit. All of a sudden, a couple of lights were flickering on one side of the board here in, in the studio. And this is kind of the main control. So I said to Scott, this is weird. A couple of lights here are blinking. And then it went from like two to four to six. And I said, this is not, this is escalating rapidly. So I did contact our engineers who are awesome. And Spencer, one of our engineers was here at the time. So he said, I've never seen this before. And then next thing you know, the TV, so we have a TV in here. So the TV volume started coming through my speaker. So I couldn't even hear Scott anymore. I could barely hear you in the background, barely. And I thought, well, this isn't good. If we want to do a radio show, you could not tell anything was happening on, on the radio, but long story short, um, they ended up rebooting both of the boards. There's two boards in here, both boards, and they wouldn't come back up. Oh. Neither. Hmm. Neither. So in doing that, they figured that one of the boards, to my right, in case you're curious, Scott, you know how the studio works, completely crapped out, was done. Toast. But they could get a replacement part for this board. But it costs almost as much as getting a brand new board. So it looks as though you're fucking welcome. We're going to get a brand new, we're going to get a brand new board. Cause if you want to blame me for it, we're going to get some brand new equipment in here. No, I swear. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I understand that accidents happen and I understand what usually causes those accidents. And that's why I had to ask the question. What did you spill a coffee no, or something I, like that? And, and ex- by the way, I've told him that I've spilled a coffee right in between the two, like right in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? Cause there's a board on your left. There's a board on your right. And I've totally been that person. That's why I keep my coffee way down here to my right. It's very inconvenient. But I do that because I have spilt a coffee smack in the middle or dribbled a little bit of my coffee or whatever. But I have seen it happen before where someone spilt their coffee back when I worked at in Waterloo the first time around all over the board. And I mean, it fried almost instantly. And I thought from now on, I am not putting my coffee anywhere near the board. So I never do. But that said, if, if it was spilt over on this side, it, no, this board over here to the right is the one that's the big thing anyway, and I don't even have my coffee near there. So, ha! And also, you can go ahead and blame me, but it just means we got a brand new board if you want to go ahead and blame me anyway. All right, well, I'll take the new board, but I'll continue to blame you just because that's yeah. the kind of you hypocrisy that fun. keeps me going. You have fun over there relaxing and not having to push any buttons or do any of that manual work. Oh, you stop being a bitch. I've got a lot of work to do over here. I've been in here in a pandemic. Can you say the same that you've risked your life going into work every day since March? No, you've been comfortable in fucking probably your underwear sitting at home. So shove it. Shut up. I'm not wearing underwear. You're crazy. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see here. Let's get on to some other podcast stuff. Uh, and for those who don't know what a board is, maybe we just had a whole conversation that you don't understand. It's like a giant DJ mixer. 
Except we don't do the one hand on our headphones and the mm-hmm. other hand pretending to turn a record backwards kind of deal. Yeah, basically. He's got it's, buttons. It's a little less of the uh, uh, and a little more of the yeah. Yeah, buttons and pots. It basically looks a lot more complicated than it is, I'll be honest with you. But it's, it's just buttons and pots. Pots are the sliders. Yeah, sliders, pots. Not actual <laughs> pot. We save that for later. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's get to some shit here. No, oh, and hi, everybody. Welcome to After 9. It's the second introduction today. The average parent with young kids spends 34 minutes a night on the bedtime process, according uh, to a new survey. Uh, that adds up to almost nine full days a year just trying to get your kids into bed. That's the worst part of parenting. That like, The bedtime, it always used to be easy for me. My kid's three now. It always used to be easy to put her down. You literally just put her down and she fell asleep. Put her down and she fell asleep. Now she plays games. Now she's smart. Now she understands what works. Oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, I need to pee. Like, you just peed. Like, don't bullshit me. They'll do anything they can to avoid that bedtime. It is the part of parenting I loathe the most every day. That's it. I will do anything and everything, and I love the challenge. Bedtime sucks. That's why. I'm not tired. I'm hungry. And I need to use the potty are the top three excuses for kids getting out of bed. What's funny is kids have been doing it for a very long time. It's just parents are rapidly losing their ability to say no to their kids. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe I was some sort of a tyrant father. I I don't think there's a lot of people that think, hey, he's a bad dad. But I told my kids no all the time. It doesn't seem like that's happening as much in 2020. Case in point, it is remarkable from talking to friends who are either teachers or administrators in the school system, how many parents are saying, I don't want to send my kid to school. I don't need to send my kid to school because I work from home or I'm at home anyway. However, they want to go because they want to go with their friends. Their friends are going, so they want to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, do whatever you want. It really doesn't matter to me if you do or don't want to send your kid to school. But sending them into a situation that you yourself don't want to send them to because they want to, uh, th- that that's an interesting take. That's an interesting one. Right. Now they're going to go because their friends are going. Uh, okay, but you just said yourself you don't really want them to go. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the schools. The entire thing is a house of cards. It's entirely up to us trusting that other people will do the right thing. That's all we can do. And and it should be noted that in other parts of the world, they've done a really great job with obviously these changes in place with the mask being worn, with the one-way direction in the hallway and the cohorts and everything else. There are other places in the world that have managed to make it okay, and they have not even seen a spike or an increase since the kids went back to school, which for a lot of other countries was months ago. So we can stay positive. We can keep positive about it. That's all you can do. Bitching about it isn't really going to help because it is happening. So get over it. Dairy Queen has just released a line of candles that smells like a blizzard. There are six different candles, and the set goes on sale today at 3 p.m. I'm updating my Christmas list right now. That's fantastic. Okay, so you would put a blizzard candle on top of a Dairy Queen ice cream cake? That's going to smell fucking great. (laughs) I'd like that puppy up anywhere and everywhere. That's fantastic. Yeah, you could. I know that they're like birthday style candles, but you could just light them up when you want the house to smell you good. You could put it in a sandwich. You could uh, put it on uh, just about anything, really. I think that's a fabulous idea. Uh, they're going to make good money off of this because they're charging $25 for a set. Whoa. 
Mm, I'm trying to think of which blizzard I would get. I like their Hawaiian blizzard. I know it's not popular because it's got shaved coconut and pineapple in it, but it's good. Yeah, that sounds gross. But I, I, I do the... Uh, <laughs> well, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do Tell the, me something you like so I can shit on it. I will. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. That's that usually, sucks. I know. That's usually my go-to. Gross, right? It's so, it's so filthy, it's good. A 19-year-old drunk woman in Florida got arrested over the weekend after she peed on the ground right in front of a cop car. So, uh, uh, for those who don't know, no, you can't just pee anywhere you want. In front of a cop is probably the worst place to do it. But while they were taking this woman to jail, because I'm led to believe she did resist a little bit when they tried to take her into custody, she offered the cop a blowjob if he'd give her back her jewel. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, I just really want to puff uh, just one hit off the jewel. You know, I'll make it worth your while. And you thought that she'd get away with this? Well, and yeah. And I'm sure I mean, it's happened. Don't get me wrong. I know you like nobody can deny that has happened before where a cop goes, looks right, looks left, goes, yeah, fuck it. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean to suggest that there's cops out there. Who have gone easy on somebody in exchange for some sexual favors. <laughs> I know. It's so far out there, right? Maybe in America. Yeah. That would never happen with Canadian no. cops. No. Uh, speaking of Florida, by the way, a Florida man was driving drunk on Sunday. This might actually be irony. He crashed into a sign that said, drive sober or get pulled over. Mm. He ended up being arrested for a DUI and for property damage. I'm not surprised, you asshole. You were driving drunk and crashed into a sign that specifically says, don't drive drunk. That makes a fabulous meme. I like that. Shit, does it ever, right? I mean, fantastic. I see The Rock has COVID-19. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, so they're on the men, thank goodness, but he told his uh, fans on Instagram yesterday, he confirmed, although there really weren't any reports that suggested it, but his whole family, I mean, him and his wife and his two daughters, all testing positive for coronavirus. Um, He also says that it was actually a family friend who gave it to them, and he admits- Good friend, thank you. Yeah, thanks, friend. And and he he admits that he kind of made his bubble a bit too big. And maybe that's the case for a lot of people who end up catching it. But he says people need to be more diligent. Now, keep in mind, he's in the States. It is definitely worse there. Uh, But he said you got to be careful how many people you're bringing into your bubble, even though you want to see these people. And this family friend apparently feels just horrible, as you can imagine. Sure, absolutely. Well, especially if you're asymptomatic and you give it to somebody, it's like, fuck, I didn't mean to. I didn't even know I was sick. But I totally get how it happens, and we understand now how it spreads. Uh, yesterday, the CDC told the states, the individual states, start preparing to mass distribute a COVID-19 vaccine towards the end of October. Wow, that's way quicker than I thought. Oh, they, they could have taken five to ten years to develop a vaccine and test it properly. My question is, how are they testing it if it's going to be ready in a matter of months? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about you'll be able to go and get a shot before Halloween. Well, that's why everyone's talking about it. And I'll fully admit, I'm not ready to put anything in my arm that's going to be developed this year. Not a chance in hell. We don't know the long-term effects of this vaccination. Period. The end. That is the truth. That is a fact. So, uh, I'm young enough where I'm not willing to risk it, and I'm also not high risk 
from what I know, to have suffer any fatal, like fatal consequences of catching the virus. I think a lot of people are doing that. Well, even if I do get it, what's the worst that happens? I get a little sick. I mean, best case scenario is I'm asymptomatic. Either way, it's highly unlikely that I'll die. I think a lot of people have that attitude, and that's kind of why they're easing up a little bit on the the stuff that we were all doing hardcore just a month ago, like masking in public, not gathering, not hanging out with people outside your bubble. Mm -hmm. That might be how The Rock got it. It's entirely possible. Uh, Reese's just announced a new product that they're going to roll out starting in December. Okay. Reese's Snack Cakes. Oh. They have chocolate cake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cream, and then they're covered in chocolate. They're supposed to be breakfast cakes you eat as a snack between breakfast and lunch. This would be your mid-morning, I'm going to say sugar rush, because that's kind of what it seems like. (laughs) Definitely. Maybe, I don't know how much protein's in their peanut butter spread thingy that they've got, or their peanut butter cream. Right, right. I, I would think that you'd be better off to take a piece of actual chocolate cake and slather actual peanut butter on it. If that's what you're looking for, is that kind of a pick-me-up. But, uh, <laughs> you know this is going to end up in kids' lunches and people are going to be taking them in their lunch when they yeah. go to work and stuff like that. Is this a good idea? Cake every day? Yeah, no, no, of course <laughs> no. not. This should be a, tr- I understand that they're trying to market it that way. And okay, fine. Cause what, cause you want people to eat it on a daily or think about it constantly. Like a, like they would a granola bar or a nature Valley, whatever the hell you have to keep you going and just a little snack. But it's not, it, it doesn't seem like that's, that's the case. You might as well eat a Joe Louie. Like it sounds no. like it's just a treat. It sounds like a Joe Louie with peanut butter in yeah. it. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what it sounds like. And they want it to be that. Yeah, people will throw a Joe Louie in their lunch bag and pop that out mid-morning or mid-afternoon between meals. Yeah, a lot of people do that. So now Reese is Reese's is getting in the game. Um, you've had a long flight. Oh, boy, I just want to stand up and stretch. But, oh, it takes forever to, to taxi back to the jetway. And then you got to wait for the jetway to come to the plane. And then they got to open the door. And then they got to let these people off and those people off before you can finally get off the plane. Is there any way to game the system a little bit, to to go around that process and get off the plane faster? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I hate those people that stand up early and try to get that done, by the way. That's I always do. Let's stop fucking around and let's get off this airplane. I don't understand why people stay in their seat until it's their time to stand up. Then they got to get their overhead bag. They got to put it down. They got to pull up the handle. Oh, shit. Did I forget anything? They're looking under the seats and just wasting my time. But here's the thing. You're now I'm assuming I'm going to go on a limb and say that if you travel often enough, you try to just have that carry on. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I almost never take a suitcase. See, and most people don't have that rush in their system because they know their bag is not going to hit that carousel for like another half hour. So why rush getting off the plane, elbowing poor grandmas and and smacking little kids in the face with their luggage, basically, with their carry-ons, trying to get out of there when they can just take their time? That's why no. you got yo no suck it up and pay more money to get to the top of the plane get to the get right there so that you're up and you're gone uh-uh. if you really care I like it when airplanes do the whole if you require extra assistance deplaning no problem remain in your seat until the rest of the passengers are off that's great because I don't want to fuck around maybe there should be an express lane or something like that 
You people that sit there until everyone else in front of you is off the plane before you even stand up and start looking for your bag and then, oh shit, I had to put it further back. Then you got to wander back down the aisle against the flow of traffic to try and get that. You're just screwing around and wasting everyone's time. (laughs) One of two things is happening. I'm either finally getting home after a trip or I'm finally getting to my trip. My destination is there. I don't want to spend time standing on an airplane that I just finished sitting on for a couple of hours. Fuck that. Let's go. Hang on. You're Scott Fox. Don't you dare pretend that you don't have the money to get up to that, whatever it is on the plane. Every plane has a different version of it. Maybe it's a business class or maybe it's, it is actual first class. Why don't you just, if it bugs you that much, just pony up. I did it one time and only because it was last minute. It was one of these. Oh, I see you guys are in uh, regular, but we have this available to you for only $30 or $60. Like, fuck yeah, I'm taking that. That's great. And it was fantastic. And I had more leg room and I got off the plane quicker, but I had to pay for it. That's kind of the way that it works. So here's how I do it. When I fly, I have not had a whole ton of luck with WestJet for whatever reason, which is weird because I typically like WestJet. Air Canada has been really, really great about people that either listen to our radio show or listen to the podcast or follow me on Instagram or whatever. They'll recognize me and they'll say, "Okay, yeah, yeah, we've got a couple seats up front. You're going to go up to business class or club class or first class or whatever they're going to call it on that particular plane. But I won't actually pay for it. I won't pay seven hundred dollars for a seat that i can get for 127 right just to be at the front of the plane now if they offer a neat little package like a an intermediary i think it's um transat is really really good at this they've got their their first class business class section then they've got club class then they've got regular coach and i'll pay that maybe 50 bucks to upgrade and get into club class because there's a little more leg room, but then it comes with extras like you can choose your seat in advance and you can take a full bag without paying for it. It actually ends up being worth it. But now nah, I'm not going to pay three, four times the price just to sit at the front of the plane as much as I like those front of the plane perks. I mean, there really should be a little less daylight between first class and coach. Let's be honest. There's nothing luxurious about flying anymore. It's like taking the bus. They treat you like cattle that's being herded into pens. Yeah. It's It's not the luxury experience it used to be when you could stretch your feet out and smoke. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Drink for free. You're going way back. I don't recall any of the the smoking, but I will say it's it's true. And that's kind of the one thing, the good thing about this year is that I I can't avoid the airports. That part I like. I put that on my pros list because at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we had so many cons to it and we still continue to have cons to it. But I kind of put that as one of my pros. Well, at least I don't have to go through all the bullshit traveling stuff. That was actually on my list because I I, I, I hate it. I'm with you. It, it is like a get on. You're a, you're a seat number. That's all you are. Here's your one ounce of water you can enjoy for your six hour flight because we're going to treat you like a dick and here's your shitty bathroom and you know all the other rules that come along with it and the airport crap and there's people everywhere so that part of it is kind of a pro if you want to think about it that way if you're still not traveling some people still are for business purposes but otherwise i'm kind of glad that i don't have to go through that this year why the fuck can't i have a full can of diet coke why do i have to get it poured into a little glass i know don't bullshit me karen give me the whole can i don't need ice If they even offer it, it's one cube anyway. Just give me the can. I'm good with that. Thank you. Move along. 
Do they really save that much money by not giving everybody a full can of pop? Uh, who knows? I mean, you get a case of 24 of them for three ninety nine for fuck's sake. Look, you and you think it was bad before. We all do. We realize all these things, right? Everyone listening right now is going, yes, yes, yes. Think about it this way. You know how much airlines have lost. And maybe because you are savvy to this kind of stuff, you actually know the numbers so far. But you know airlines have lost a shit pile of money because sure. no, nobody's traveling. So you think it was bad before? They might not even offer a seat going forward. We might have to all just cam cram in there like we're fucking traveling illegally from country to country, all crammed into a can, basically. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but it can't be better. It'd be like taking the bus with no seats. You just got to hang on to a handrail, like on the (laughs) TTC. You're hanging onto a handle, and you're smelling someone's armpit. It's going to be so much worse. For the full flight. Brutal. Shit. Uh, The reason I ask this is because after a flight from Turkey landed in Ukraine earlier this week, one woman decided she needed to stretch her legs. She was sick and tired of waiting for everybody to get off the plane. So she cracked open the emergency exit and went for a walk out on the wing. Oh, my God. It was a Ukrainian International Airlines flight. She was with her husband and two kids. Reportedly, she opened the emergency exit on the plane and just walked out on the wing. She told airport officials she took the walk because she was hot and wanted to cool down a little bit. Oh, my God. The video has been obtained by TMZ. In it, you can see the woman walking calmly around the wing. Then she returns to the emergency exit, climbs back into the plane, and gets off. Her family had already gotten off, by the way. If she would have just waited a little bit longer, she would have been off the plane. But she had had enough. Apparently, that four-hour flight, she could only do three hours and 55 minutes because she needed to be off that plane now. Wow. People get squirrely on a plane for some reason. You know, it seems like it's worse than it used to be. Are we just more aware of our anxieties? Is that what it is? Is it a claustrophobia thing? Is it a a social anxiety thing? I don't know what it is, but people are getting more and more chippy on airplanes. And you know who has to deal with it, and I feel bad about it, is those great flight attendants. They put up with so much shit over the course of a day. Yeah. I mean, people complain about having to wear a mask at work. Yeah, they've been doing it since day one. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Flying PPE all over the place and then dealing Mm -hmm. with your pain in the ass uh who yeah i don't know insists on taking off your shoes and totally trying to light up a vape or something like that yeah the job did not get easier and the pay the pay is like decent but it's not as good as it should be because for what they have to put up with before covid and you're right now on top of that you got the masks and the gloves and you're dealing with people and no good air circulation in there so it's even shittier to think that there's a pandemic and people are still on board and are they sick or not you hope not you hope that the screening process went well but you don't really know and pile it on to the other stuff that you have to deal with being away from your family and friends i considered that as a career actually for a while and then i realized that it it was just too much for me too much for me so so good on them i couldn't do it well one thing i will say about flight attendants is the ones who are really into it who have made this a career they almost consider it a bit of a vocation because they are so passionate about their job and doing a good job that uh, you can't even have a conversation like this with them i mean i've talked to flight attendant friends that i have and i'm like how shitty is that that you got to sit and eat your lunch Right next to the lav, you know, (laughs) that 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 person that just went in there and evacuated every ounce of their bowels into the toilet. It smells like holy hell. And you're sitting there trying to eat a sandwich in between rounds of food service. And they're like, 
oh, well, you know, it's just the job, you know, want to make sure that everybody gets to where they're going and they have a good flight. And I'm thinking, you are so fucking committed to this. I love that. That's great that you like your job that much that you're willing to put up with that amount of bullshit in the office. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, In a time like now, we need to rely on our leaders. And I think leadership is definitely uh, lacking in 2020. But that's why I want to introduce you to Andrew Christensen or Christensen. He is from Lincoln, Nebraska, and he did what any of us can do. He went to his city council meeting because he wanted something discussed. And as a resident and a taxpayer, you have every right to go to your city's council meeting or right now participate virtually and and join in the process. You can make suggestions. You can comment on various issues. And that's exactly what Andrew did. And he finally addressed an issue that our politicians have not wanted to address. Listen to Ant. This is going to take about less than 90 seconds. But listen all the way through to Andrew here. Explain his concern for the great city of Lincoln, Nebraska. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me. Come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. Boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. <laughs> He's right. That's the best thing I've that's the best thing I've heard in a while. I love that this guy would sit there in a usually mundane, let's be honest, council meeting. And with a by the way, you can't see the visual of it, but he's got a suit and tie on. I mean, this guy dressed up for it and presented himself, probably had to sit through a bunch of really boring ass shit. Oh, and it's always people like, there's people speeding on my street. Right. I, I want a calming sign. zone put in. Yes, I oh, need a stop sign here. I want this. Uh, why haven't we done this yet? And and he sat through all of it. And then why would our- you build houses without roads first? <laughs> uh, fuck off. I, uh, they've all heard it before. And quite articulately, if I may say, actually, when you take a look at him, you wouldn't think that he would have such wonderful things. To, well, speak so greatly anyway about this very serious topic. And, and he spoke very calmly, even though people were laughing their ass off, as you could hear. They were laughing, but he continued on. And uh, I think that's great. I mean, why the hell not? If you're, you're allowed to complain about anything during mm-hmm. council meetings for public consult, you are allowed to complain about anything. And if that is something you're that passionate about, then yeah, sure. And by the way, he's not even wrong. 
He's not even wrong. They're not chicken wings. By the way, milk does not come from fucking almonds. So there's the next one that we've got to address. There's a lot. I don't know eh? what it is, but it's not almond milk. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few things that just aren't right. And uh, you're absolutely right. That's one of them for sure. Holy shit. Good on this guy. I I like him a lot. (laughs) Uh, Apple is going to be releasing four new iPhones in October. Are you going to line up? Are you going to do your pre-order? Are you due for an upgrade? The eyes rolled into the back of my head when you said that. It really bothers me. It really bothers me how often... Here's the backstory of me. I was the Samsung girl. You know me when I was a Samsung girl at first. You were Uh, very, very passionate about your Samsung. And it's so funny because... I still am. Like, I still really love a Samsung. I hate, one of the things I hate about Apple is the constant upgrades. Now, this one, which you will explain, I'll let you explain it, is a little bit different, and I will tell you why when you explain it. But I hate that about Apple. And they push, push, push everything on you as like, if you don't have that upgrade, oh, what are you, a loser? You've got a two-year-old phone, you loser. No, the phone is perfectly fine. You're okay. You're going to be just fine with that phone. It works it does what it needs to for you. Don't feel the pressure. But for some reason, these hard, there's so many hardcore Apple people that just feel this pressure to change. And I kind of regret changing to a 10 because I hate the facial recognition. And then we had a pandemic. And now if it didn't recognize me before with sunglasses on, I've still got to enter my code because, of course, I have a mask on. So all of it is kind of, I find it to be annoying. I've talked about the accidental 911 calls before that I find this phone is worse for than a Samsung, too. Anyway, I'm not an Apple hater. I have an Apple, but I hate the constant upgrades. But explain this one and why it's a little bit different. Well, this one, whether they change the operating system or change the features of the phone or make the camera better. God, I hope they make the camera better because the cameras on some other phones are so much better than iPhone. But the biggest change to this one is there'll be 5G. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know a whole shit ton about 5G. I've certainly heard some horror stories about how it might be making people sick and how the Chinese can spy on us with a 5G. I I don't know if any of that is true. But one thing I will tell you is apparently the difference between 5G and LTE is massive. We're talking true high speed over the air because it's 5G. Um, LTE was life-changing for a lot of people. It's funny because we take LTE for granted now because it's available almost all across the country, but you'll really realize how fast LTE is when you go into the country and all of a sudden you get kicked down to 3G and you can't even stream a Netflix show or you can't even uh, stream a song or a podcast off of Spotify. That's how bad 3G was. But when we got 3G... That was life-changing. LTE made 3G seem archaic, and apparently 5G is going to make LTE seem slow. Hmm. I've never had a problem with LTE. I'm pretty good with that speed, but if it gets better, I admit I'm interested. My problem is I don't want to pay anything other than I have to. We talked about it with airplanes. Yeah, I mean, I'm perfectly fine to sit in coach and not pay seven times the price. Well, when it comes to a cell phone, I've got an iPhone 8. Because when my contract was up and I was due for a hardware upgrade two Octobers ago, it worked out very, very well for mm-hmm. me. I only had to pay 100 bucks, and I got a brand new iPhone 8. Unfortunately, when I did that, they were already on the 10. Well, now we're on, what, the 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. We're going up to these 5G models. They'll probably start giving away the 10 
for a hundred bucks. So I'm always going to be a couple generations behind, but I get that there's people who have no problem dropping 1500 bucks to get the newest, latest, greatest unlocked and they own it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it depends what you can afford and what you want to spend. So I probably won't be going 5G anytime soon, although this is the first time they've released an iPhone in a while where I think lots more people will make the upgrade just to get the 5G capability. Yeah, Yeah, you're not wrong. The, The tech blogs and things that I've read on this all point to, regardless of whether these tech experts are Android people or whether they're um, iOS people, they all say 5G is incredible. So eventually that will happen for Android too. Um, But yeah, I mean, Apple jumped on it. So I think they're going to make just, as usual, a shit ton of cash on this upgrade. They're also releasing a new Apple Watch, a new iPad, and a new HomePod, according to Bloomberg, if you want to look that up. And I'm okay with some of those other things upgrading because it means the other stuff gets a li- sometimes gets a little bit cheaper. Not super cheap, but cheap enough where I go, okay, I'll upgrade my iPad, but not the new one. Nope, I don't want that 2021. Give me that 2018 <laughs> one. I'll take that one. Yep. Last thing I want to mention here, and then we'll wrap it up because I know we've gone a little long, is... Um, It was a study on camping. They were asking people, and the long weekend's just around the corner. People will likely be going camping, and if you are, that's great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're taking our phones and a lot of technology with us when we're camping to the point where they're not even really calling it camping anymore, as in roughing it, like back in the day. Mm -hmm. They're more calling it glamping, because with our phones, 41% won't even go if they can't take their phone or if their phone won't work when they're there. 41%. That's substantial. And we need our phones because one of the most common things we're doing is using our phone to check the weather. I'm all for that. Absolutely. You should know the weather if you're going to be sleeping outside. Absolutely. Googling stuff to do in the area. I don't know. I mean, when I used to go camping, like when I was in high school and it was a fun thing to do, we weren't looking for things to do. The thing to do was sit around the fire or gather firewood or play games at the actual campsite. That was kind of the fun of it was that everything you needed was kind of right there. And sometimes it would be near a beach. That's it. You walk to the beach, you go for a swim, you hang out, you go back to your tent, you hang out with your friends. That's what it's all about. I don't think I ever left. If I went to a camping resort with friends, I never left. Yeah, I I guess now people are Googling like, oh, okay, I'm going to be going to the Pinery. What's there to do around there? Eh, That's not really the point of camping. Uh, Reading the news, sure. Posting photos to social media, yes, we see them. You're camping, good for you. (laughs) Using GPS when you go on hikes, oh, that's a good idea. That's a practical thing that you can do with your phone, sure. You don't want to get lost. Streaming music, I totally get that. You stream music because now your phone is your music and your podcasts and your radio. Listening to the radio was number seven. Playing video games is number eight. Again, we're straying away from the traditions of camping when you're taking your phone so that you can play games. Streaming Netflix was number nine. (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, I'm trying to think of what I know we would sit around and drink most of the time. Maybe play a little cornhole or something like that. But I don't really remember watching movies or anything when no, I was camping. Not at all. That's kind of like I think that you'd be in good company. So you just want to either sit around the fire or if it is a rainy day, you go into your tent or your trailer, whatever the case is, and you play a game. That's when you bust out like the old school board games or card game, play war, whatever. Right. The last thing that we take our phones camping for is ordering food to the campsite. 
This is legit. People that are ordering Skip the Dishes and DoorDash has an After 9 offer right now. If you use promo code After 9, you save five bucks. Uh, Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats. People are ordering food to their campsite, which likely has a campfire that is meant for cooking. Yeah. I, I don't get that one. I, I get all the other ones. Don't get me wrong. I get bringing your phone because you want it for weather. Um, okay, even a, getting on Netflix if you want to cuddle and watch a movie and it's rainy. It's a rainy night. But kind of half the fun is cooking while you're camping and trying to do this makeshift weird meal that you have when you have wieners and beans or burger buns and making the burgers on a grill that you bring with you or you use the on-site barbecue. If you're using, if you're using that kind of stuff while you're camping... You're not really doing it right. You could have just done that in your backyard and saved yourself the camping fee. Like, why don't you just go to your backyard then and hang out there? Anyway, if you are going to be camping uh, this long weekend, enjoy. Uh, But it's not the end for us this week. We're going to be back tomorrow, another brand new edition of the After 9 Podcast. And if you haven't yet, click that subscribe button. Tell your friends and have a good one. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.